0: Hi, this is Gordon Russell, host of The Neutral Ground, the New Orleans Advocates weekly podcast on the stories behind some of the stories that are making waves in South Louisiana this week. Thanks to our sponsors, Gardner Realtors, and thank you for joining us. What a trap! Indeed, it is a drag to get old. Um, I'm uh, here today with uh, Keith Spira, our music writer, to talk about the uh, devastating news uh, for many people that the Rolling Stones will not be coming to this year's Jazz Fest. Um, Keith, thanks for joining me today.
1: You bet. And, you know, somebody used the word devastating. Uh, I got a call from a reader. And I used devastating in, the stro- in describing this scenario. And she said, no, it's more disappointing. Devastating is when something like an earthquake happens. And I had said to her, Within the world of Jazz (laughs) Fest, this was an earthquake. (laughs) This was an earthquake and a tsunami all rolled in the
0: water. Right. I think if you're Quint Davis, it's devastating. Or if you're the, you know, know, frankly, a lot of the people who uh, stood out, stood in line all night to get those tickets. um,
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is something that Quint Davis, the producer of the festival, worked on literally for years. You know, it was a round-the-world courtship. I mean, you know, he went to meetings with their management team in Prague and in Brazil and... He's been cultivating this relationship, working toward this for many, many years because it's not an easy thing to do. You know, The Stones are probably the most lucrative rock and roll organization out there. And it is that. It's an organization. It's a corporation with a lot of layers. And mm-hmm. in order to get them at your festival, you have to pass through a lot of layers and jump through a lot of hoops. And he has been doing that dance for years. Finally had it all lined up. The cherry on top of the 50th anniversary cake. It was perfect. <laughs> <laughs> and then until it wasn't. Yes. Well, and I guess that's the thing
0: is the Stones don't really do festivals. I mean, they're sort of it they're their own festival or whatever you want to call it, but they're there's the tickets are already so expensive. They have a whole apparatus. It doesn't really fit with with it that well with sort of uh, with uh, festival culture, right? I mean, Well, which, yeah,
1: and they they like to control their own setting. They like right. to perform with their own stage set, you yeah. know, in an environment that they create rather than being beholden to a festival. And that was, you know, Quint made that that point uh, when the the show was first announced. You know, the Stones agreed to play on Jazz Fest terms, i.e. in the daylight with a bare stage, you know, out there doing it, like right. everybody else does at the festival. So that, but that you, was a huge But even thing. that said, wasn't totally on Jazz
0: Fest terms because they had to change the ticket prices and everything else, and they, they were shutting the whole festival down before the Stones right, came right. on. Right, right. No, they did yeah. make
1: that adjustment. Um, Yeah, and the ter- in terms of the ticket thing, I mean, that was... Yeah, I mean, the Stones are not cheap to have at your festival. I mean, they, they would have been the most expensive band that the festival ever had. I mean, their guarantee per show, you know, is in the millions of dollars. So that's why you saw that higher ticket price is because they had to make up the difference... Right. Or what they're going to pay the stones to do the show, right?
0: And they've never that—that's that, a first for Jazz Fest to, to go out of, to sort of go out of their lane on that, right?
1: Right. They used to do nighttime concerts before Hurricane Katrina. They would do official Jazz Fest shows at night at the Municipal Auditorium, and you back in the day, they would do them on the Riverboat President and, mm-hmm. and other venues. So there was a separate ticket for those events that was higher. But no, they've never had a special ticket price at the fairgrounds before. Even uh,
0: when they've had these kind of, you know, big name, you know. But of course, the Stones are perhaps in a league of their own. But I mean, you know, Bruce Springsteen, Billy Joel, um, Bon Jovi, these, these kind Eagles, of bands, they all, all those sort
1: of bands. Yeah, and I think you know, you're, and you're right, they haven't. Uh, they've always been able to make those economics work within the context of the festival the Stones were just that much more yeah. expensive. I mean, the St- all those other acts we just described are mostly arena-level bands that, you know, sell 14,000 tickets to a typical concert. Stones are a stadium band. They yeah. sell forty or 50,000 tickets. Uh, and as you said, those tickets aren't cheap when they play those stadiums because they know people will pay the money. Right, so,
0: right. You know. And I mean, I guess we're getting to the, you know, we're getting to the time when you think is this the last time the Stones are going to tour? And I mean, that was, I guess, you, you're crossing your fingers as this comes up. These guys are Mick Jagger, seventy five. He's not, the, he's not the oldest guy in the band, right? No, Charlie Watts is like 80, right?
1: He's like, I think he was going to be 78 by the time it was jazz festival yeah. or something like that. Yeah, no, I mean, that's that's a factor. Um, but there again, you know, young musicians die. Yeah, I mean, you know, sure, uh, sure. I mean, it's, you know, it, it, it happens. But you're right, I mean, there are, health is always a thing. Jerry Lee Lewis canceled this I mean, year, because of health, you know, because he's he's. I mean, divorced. Mick Jagger looks like he's in pretty good shape, but I mean, Mick I Jagger's it. got a two-year-old. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I, mean, so, I,
0: mean, I mean, I think of my dad, and I think like my dad's doing great, but he's not doing two-hour rock and roll shows either, <laughs> you know.
1: Yeah, which is you know, and that's the thing. Uh, you know, reports came out today that Mick possibly needs a heart valve replacement. So I mean, that's you know, not a small thing. um And yeah, you can see if that is in fact the case, you can see why he didn't want. Running around stage for two hours for seventeen shows. This right, yeah. and there's five guys who are that old now. I guess, as
0: you said, you know, maybe they would have gone on if it were somebody else who was down. Maybe not, but I mean, Mick Jagger is kind of the one guy. Well, I think Keith Richards probably too. You, you couldn't do this. It wouldn't be the Stones without either one of those. Correct. Without one or the you other. You got to have both good. those guys. Yeah. I mean,
1: who would have bet that it would have be been Mick and not Keith that had the yeah. medical right. issue? I mean, I
0: think, watch, he's going to outlive them all. I think the money should have been on Keith.
1: <laughs> and lo and behold, yeah, Keith's going
0: on. He made a deal with someone.
1: Oh, my gosh. Yes, he did.
0: So. <laughs> so let's talk about, like, I mean, are there, well, first of all, are there other bands that are in this kind of stratosphere of, you know, in terms of like that are that are this big that have this kind of song catalog. I mean, you mentioned you wrote about some of the possibilities. I mean, you too, but they're they're unlikely to be able to come. Led yeah, Zeppelin, um, but they don't want to reform.
1: Yeah, yeah, never, yeah, yeah, they'll never, they'll never, reform. I mean, they, you know, there there is no equivalent act to the Rolling Stones when you factor in the history and the hits and the fact that, you know, so many books and so much has been written about this band. I mean, there are cultural icons that are unmatched. You know, the only possible equivalent w- would be, you know, yeah, if you had some sort of Beatles reunion, which obviously is not possible missing two of the guys. Right. Um, and Paul McCartney's standalone isn't quite the same thing. Right. Or a Zeppelin reunion, which Robert Plant has made clear many, many times there is no amount of money to make that possible. Um, and it's certainly not Other something- people have said that and they've changed their minds, but I guess... No, nah, <laughs> Plant's been really... So supposedly, you know, they did that. There was a desert trip festival in California a couple of years ago uh, where the Rolling Stones played and uh, uh, Neil Young and Bob Dylan and The Who and Roger Waters uh, and Paul McCartney. And uh, and I saw the Stones at that show. And it was great. But supposedly there was going to be a second desert trip the next year. And the idea was to have it built around a Led Zeppelin reunion. And they were supposedly offered uh, a godly amount of money to do those gigs. And the plant said, nope, nope, not going to happen. So if it didn't happen then... It wasn't going to happen on 30 days' notice at Jazz music. It's
0: interesting because almost every uh, kind of old band has, at one point, whether out of a need for cash or just uh, romanticizing the old times or whatever. I mean, I can't, it's hard to think of another band that hasn't gotten back together that has that, has that kind of a fan base. I mean, yeah. I kind of have to take my hat off to Led Zeppelin for never doing it, but um,
1: Yeah, and it's real. and Plant's the holdout, and the other two guys have made clear that they would have done it, um, and I think they explored the possibility of doing it with a different singer, but they came to their senses and realized that would be silly. But yeah, you know, yeah I mean, there are a few holdouts. I mean, the original Pink Floyd, is, you know, hasn't gotten together. Um, you know, Steve Perry has not gone back to Journey, uh, which would Phil stadiums from you know around the globe if you did it. Uh, so there there are some holdouts, but you're right. I mean, more more often than not, they get back together. Yeah. Um, but back to the original point about who's it going to be at Jazz Fest. Um, yeah, it, it, it's not going to be an equivalent act. I mean, I think they're going to get probably uh, an arena sized headliner, somebody that would headline the festival on a normal day of the fest, and that's what they're going to go with. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, You know, it's not as easy as just picking up the phone and saying, "Hey, can you come?" Because people have to be, you know, active. They have to have their hands rehearsed. They, uh, you know, they. There are a lot of moving parts to it.
0: I think, as you said in your in your column on this, I mean, someone like it would be very difficult for someone like you too to slot into this. I mean, out of the bands that you sort of mentioned, I was thinking, I mean, Springsteen possibly in in that he could. Well, partly because he can do sort of a. It could just be him and some other musicians. It doesn't necessarily have to be. The whole band, right? right. But, I mean, yeah,
1: I mean, Springsteen he he wouldn't necessarily get up on the stage like that unless he felt very confident about the band that he had with him. Sure, when he played in 2006 uh, for the first Catri- the first Jazz Fest after Katrina. He played with the Seeger Sessions band, right? And there were a lot of concerns then from coming from his camp about whether or not he was going to have that band ready to do the gig on time, uh-huh. and that was why he wasn't announced as a performer right away because he still wanted to make sure the band was going to be in tip top shape. So he's kind of a perfectionist. I don't think you'd see him do like a pickup show. Um, You know, a more likely possibility would be somebody like Billy Joel Uh who is working intermittently right now. He's doing that show a month at Madison square garden. Right. um, And like one or two other stadium shows a month right now, like through the summer. So he's got a band that's rehearsed and, wouldn't be know, that up hard to sort right. of pop yeah. in so and if, do it. Yeah. yeah, so in theory, he could do it. Um, and he
0: yeah. likes Jazz Fest. So. Likes Jazz
1: Fest. He loves New Orleans. Yeah. Um, so you know those things all. Uh, count,
0: what about all the count? Who? I was that I notice didn't come up in your uh, in in your list? I mean, they're sort of a uh, similar vintage as the Stones, and obviously have a great back catalog. Uh, maybe not quite as extensive as the Stones, but they're kind of a similar
1: band. Yeah, and they were at Jazz Fest a couple of years ago, yeah. uh, and everybody they did a great job. Um, they're on their own symphonic tour this this year with like playing with symphonies at, at different shows. So I don't know that that would necessarily translate to Jazz Fest, um, you know, or if they want to. Uh, but again, that's kind of a matter of routing. Like they're not going to be in this area on that tour around the time of the festival. But um, but yeah, I mean, in theory, Any it's possible. Is possible yeah. yeah, and especially when you get behind the scenes, you know, AEG is the big corporate partner big promotion partner of Jazz Fest in producing that festival. So if a band is already aligned with AEG, that makes it a lot easier. The Stones were, AEG. this is an AEG tour the Stones were doing. So I that helped get the Stones here. Um, back when Elton John did it, that was an AEG thing. And The Who, I believe, works with AEG. So that that helps. Yeah, um, But, you know, like I said, there are a lot of moving parts that have to come together to make it happen.
0: How uh, so? Let's talk real briefly about what. What? How is Jazz Fest? Everybody's getting reimbursed for their tickets, essentially. Or what's? What yeah, happened? they haven't
1: said exactly how it's going to happen, but I, I, I don't see a, any way around that fact um, because the premium tickets for that Thursday were sold specifically because of the Rolling Stones. Uh, you know, it was double the price of a normal ticket. So yeah, they have to do some sort of refund. Yeah. Um, you know what form that takes, or, or what the, the logistics of it are. I'm not sure because it's you know you've got weekend VIP ticket packages that were priced higher than normal, but do you refund the whole price or just the difference between them? It's kind
0: a, of a logistical nightmare. Yes. Yeah,
1: so that's why it's not going to be something they can announce, you know, right. within 48 hours of all this happening. Because they've right. they got to work out how all this is going to go down. And right. then they'll roll it all out once. At right.
0: How long do you think it'll t- – I'm sure they're working feverishly on this, but how long do you think it'll take till they sort of – I mean, we've got what uh, – about a month ago.
1: Yeah, a little less than a month before the festival opens and, and exactly a month until Thursday, May 2nd. Um, you know, it, it behooves them to announce this sooner rather than later because you're just going to have people speculating and guessing and people getting all excited about some crazy possibility that's not going to happen. Like either.
0: the April Fool's legend. Yeah, uh, like the April
1: Fool's Led yeah, thing. Like, yeah, like, you know, I got calls from people, you know, smart people, who are like, oh, my gosh, did you see this? I'm like, no, dude, I guarantee you that's not happening. <laughs> it's not happening. So yeah, they want to get it out as soon as possible, but again, they want to have all those pieces worked out: refunding, who the replacement is, um, the revamp schedule. So I'm, I'm sure they're going to move around the times for those other acts to put them later in the day to kind of fill out the, the, the make it more look make it look more like a regular day at Jazz Fest. So um, you know, I, certainly not before the end of the week, I would say. Uh, maybe going into early next week, hopefully, but uh, as soon as possible, they're going to let everybody know.
0: Okay. Um, anything else we should be looking for?
1: Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Hopefully there's no other bigger story coming out of this jazz fest. I mean, I was already writing stones related stories that are now all for naught. Uh, (laughs) But again, I I suspect my disappointment is not as great as Quint Davis's is. Um, Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's one of those things Though it's a festival. It's, it's, you know, there are all kinds of variables, performers, health, weather, Yeah, you know, Quint and those guys have rolled with, Unexpected twist before um, they're going to come up with the best available option that's out there probably that's yeah. that's feasible and doable. On this right, time I mean, frame. you mentioned before they had Aretha Franklin
0: canceled. They had uh, Aretha Franklin and Fire on a day's notice. Yeah, you know, they happened
1: to be playing on the Gulf Coast, and so got them to come do another gig here. So I mean, yeah, they got lucky. Fats
0: Domino, name. but but yeah. as you said, this is kind of like you just can't you just can't pull something off the rack, or even you can't really. Pull anything from anywhere to, to, to do this.
1: Yeah, you got to get part of it's luck. You know, like that Earth Wind Fire replacing Aretha was was luck that they yeah. were in the area, and it was kind of an R and B act. You know, so right. like she was, so they got really lucky there again, with the Stones, there is no equal act. There's no so. analog. Yeah. So, yeah, so people need to kind of dial down their expectations a little right. bit. It's going to be a solid day at Jazz Fest, but it's not going to be like a blockbuster superstar right. day. Like, Jazz
0: if they get Billy Joel, they might be happy, but like... That's a great day. But but, I mean, yeah. but, but, but I mean... Yeah. But it's not the wrong Stones. Right.
1: And, you know, I've had Billy a couple times, so it's, you know, Stones were new, and it was different. It yeah. was one big thing, and, you know, so, yeah, it's, no matter who they get, it's not going to be the wrong Stones, but it's still going to be Jazz Fest.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, um... We got through this whole podcast without referencing. You can't always get what you want. So. See that?
1: Yeah, I was trying to avoid it the whole time because uh, you know it's already played out so,
0: yeah. so much. Played out in about fifteen minutes, I
1: think. <laughs> exactly. It was the, it was the go-to. You know, um, so.
0: All right. Well, uh, thanks for uh, joining me, Keith, and uh, we'll be watching you for updates on this big story. You bet. Thanks. The neutral ground is brought to you by Gardner Realtors, with music provided by David Bodie. We welcome your feedback and your ideas for future shows. Email me at grussell, with two S's and two L's, at theadvocate.com, or call me at 504-636-7437. Hope to see you next week.